Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. Welcome everybody. We're here for another episode of the Immigrant Finance Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Today, I'm going to speak about the top three reasons that debt shouldn't be an excuse with your finances, why debt shouldn't be something that holds you back and keeps you stuck. And this is such an important thing to be talking about as we are wrapping up 2021 and heading into a new year, um, into 2022. And the reason is that For so many people, debt can feel like such a burden. Um, It can be so overwhelming and make you feel guilt, make you feel shame, make you feel like you can't move forward with your finances, that you can't be an investor, um, all these things. And this is something that comes up for a lot of people in our community. Um, So I wanted to address, I've been hearing it from some folks, and I also had some recent experience myself with this. So I wanted to share a story about um, some some steps I was able to take recently to, to make a big financial decision despite fears around debt and how that was making me feel. Um, so let me introduce myself quickly for those of you new to our community. Welcome. Welcome. I am Adina from Immigrant Finance. I am an immigration attorney. Um, I am the wife of an immigrant. I am the great granddaughter of, of refugees. And I started Immigrant Finance with my husband, Mao, who's an immigrant from Ecuador. He came to the U.S. in 2013. And Together, we personally went through the experience of really struggling with navigating the financial system um, with him being a new immigrant. There was no information we could find anywhere on how he as an immigrant could be doing things like opening a bank account or 
getting a credit card, investing, taking out a mortgage, getting health insurance. And even as an immigration attorney, I found it really hard to find resources on this topic. So we started with blogging about what we were learning in 2018 at immigrantfinance.com. We have since grown the platform to really be the home and place for people who are going through this so that you don't have to feel alone like we did and so that we can have community together as we go through this and really to share what we wish someone had just shared with us in the very beginning to save us time instead of having to really waste seven years in the dark navigating this and trying to figure it all out. Um, so for today's topic, we're talking about debt. Let's do it. This is a big topic. This is a topic that's hard to talk about. And if you have been hanging around our community or heard a couple episodes, you know I'm not afraid to talk about things that are hard to talk about. And I would much rather say something controversial or that may upset some people but could be helpful for you to hear than to not say it at all. So I'm okay with that, even though it's a little scary. But debt is one of those topics that has a lot of emotions around. A lot of people judge people for debt. Um, and then a lot of people, if they ha have that debt, feel a lot of that shame and guilt. So um, that is a big barrier when it comes to your finances. That can be something that really holds you back. Having all that weight of those emotions and judgment from others, self-judgment. So let's talk about how to move past that because you shouldn't have to be stuck where you are just because you have debt. There are plenty and plenty of people who have debt and who are also investing and starting businesses and building wealth. And there's certainly a way that you can address both at the same time. It's totally fine to have multiple financial goals. In fact, you should. It's just all about being strategic. Um, and I want to be clear in this episode, I am not by any means um, saying that you should ignore debt or not pay it off. Um, that is not the point I'm trying to make here. You know, of course, you you don't want to be paying high interest if you don't have to. And it's important to have strategies to pay down your debt and have a plan and to get help and support if you need help with that. Um, if you are really, really struggling with debt, I would recommend looking at Debtors Anonymous, and there's a lot of, you know, debt support groups and, and free um, guidance available in, in different states that can help you in that. But um, let's talk about, you know, how to, how to move forward as well, because we don't want debt to be something that disempowers us, that, take, that takes our power away and becomes an excuse to not move forward on things that you can take action with with your finances. And like I was saying, a lot of you that I talk to, um, you know, you'll will reach out and want to talk about how to becoming an, an investor and how to be building wealth. And then when it comes to actually taking action, many people will be like, but I have debt. So I feel like I have to pay that off before. And that always makes me really sad to hear because you're, it, when when you're doing that, your debt is is basically holding you back when it doesn't need to, and it's it's becoming a barrier when you can at the same time be paying off your debt and taking steps to get yourself out of that situation because you're not gonna build wealth by paying off debt. And this is a really big messaging problem I see in the finance community where there's a lot of focus on budgeting 
I'm paying off debt and credit scores and that's about it. And the problem is you don't build wealth through those things. Those things are very, very important for managing money and you have to know how to manage money well in order to do the things that help you build wealth, right? Like you can't just invest and not know how to manage money and ignore your debt, but it's only part of the story, right? You're like just paying off the debt and budgeting is is not going to move you forward in growing your net worth. Um, so I want to really encourage you to think about what can I do in addition to taking steps to pay off my debt to to expand and to grow my financial options and future so that in the future, not only is this debt paid off, but I'm also in a better position and I have more wealth that I have developed over time because it takes time to build wealth. And that is actually the number one secret really to building wealth through investing is just time. It's just time in the market. It's, it's not so much how much you invest, right? Or, or having to have some secret strategy, right? There's very simple, effective ways to be investing that have been proven over the past 100 years to have very high rates of return that are not that complicated, where you can really build wealth over a lifetime, over decades of, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars just by investing consistently with time, um, uh, you know, over and over and having that grow on itself. And when you wait to start investing to, because you want to pay off your debt, you miss out on that opportunity. That is the biggest thing I want to emphasize that, um, again, the, the way you build wealth through investing is time in the market and you need that time. And so it's important to start as soon as possible, right? Instead of waiting until you pay off your debt, because you'll, you will miss that time. I hope that makes sense. Um, so again, you know, it's, it's about learning to manage your debt, you, you know, so, so it doesn't get in the way of your goals so that it can be something that is, is paid off so that, you know, all of your money can be going toward investing and meeting goals and financial wealth instead of paying off debt. Um, but you know, it can't be the only thing that you're thinking about. It's so important to also, be doing things that are going to help you expand and grow, like investing in the stock market, like starting in a, bit, a business, like investing in your business, like investing in yourself and your knowledge and education, and not letting debt be an excuse that holds you back and prevents you from doing those things. Because let's be honest, doing those things can be a little scary. Investing, especially if you're the first one in your family to be investing right? Um, or if you feel nervous about investing as an immigrant, taking steps to invest or taking steps to invest in yourself or in your business are scary. They are going outside your comfort zone. So it can be easy for our minds to play tricks on us and be like, oh, well, I have this reason to kind of not have to deal with that and not do something that's scary right now because I have this excuse, which is my debt. And so, yeah, I can hold off and wait and I, I feel more comfortable if I just focus on my debt right now. Now, staying in your comfort zone and doing what's comfortable is not how you build wealth. And it's all about going outside your comfort zone and pushing yourself to take reasonable risks, reasonable investments that, you know, investments are not guaranteed, but it's about the opportunity cost. It's about you would 
the opportunity you would miss out on um, and lose if you were to not pursue that investment. And that can be worth a lot more, right? Uh, what you could potentially lose by not doing something and and have a much um, bigger possibility than maybe the small possibility that things don't work out, right? So it's about learning how to change your relationship with thinking about money and with debt and learning how wealthy people think about and leverage debt. Wealthy people actually use debt as a tool to build more wealth and make more money. So you see wealthy people going into debt all the time. Uh, For example, mortgages to buy properties. Um, You'll see lots of wealthy people who own multiple properties and they have multiple mortgages. So those are really, really big debts that they have, but they understand that those properties are going to go up in value and they're going to make money off those properties when they sell them and they'll be able to pay back the debt plus make a profit. So that's an example of how wealthy people leverage debt. Um, You'll also see wealthy people doing that with investing in themselves, whether it's education, getting a graduate degree that's going to put them in debt, but will allow them to have a higher earning potential and higher salary the rest of their life. Or you can see wealthy people doing this with investing in themselves with conferences, networking opportunities, coaches, mentors, uh, basically putting themselves in the room with people who are going to push them to the next level, who are going to teach them new things that will help them build more wealth. And you'll see wealthy people, you know, throwing an opportunity like that on a credit card and going into maybe temporary debt for it if they don't have the cash immediately in the moment um, so that they don't miss that opportunity because they understand that they will get the money to be able to pay it, you know, at some point. It may be in a week they'll get it or in 30 days or a couple of months, but they're not going to get that opportunity again to go to that event or to work with that person who's going to teach them something. So wealthy people understand this very well. And that's why you'll see them using debt as, as a tool to leverage. Now, in order to do this, you have to know the difference between kind of good debt and bad debt. And Basically, this comes down to what's an asset, what's a liability. This is something that we teach our students in immigrant finance school um, much more in depth, but basically assets put more money in your pocket over time, liabilities take them away. So with assets, it can make sense to make investments and go into debt if something is an asset instead of liability. That's like the example I was giving with the real estate uh, properties that can be a form of good debt if it's a good investment because they're going to make more money later when they sell the property or when they rent it and um, they have the renter paying the mortgage loan for them, right? They they know how to leverage it. So um, it's, it's really important when you are engaging with debt and thinking about going to debt for something, thinking about if it's an asset or a liability. A liability may look like something that is going to just be a drain on your money. Um, For example, a car can be a liability. Uh, People have different views on this, but arguably a a car can be a liability because it just decreases in value over time, right? The second you buy a new car and drive out of the parking lot, it goes down like thousands of dollars in value because it's now used, it's, it's previously owned. And there can be high expenses to maintain the car, to get parts fixed, right? 
So some people view a car as a liability and, and that's why you'll actually see a lot of millionaires in the US who drive, you know, used cars who are not very fancy, you know, fo focus on safety and function, but then they've got millions of dollars in investments because they understand the car's a liability and their investments are an asset. Um, or you'll see them go, you know, having having that used car, but they've got uh, forms of good debt that they're leveraging, like mortgage loans on multiple properties, um, investments in scaling their business, right? That's going to help their business make more money and, and things like that. So I was going to tell you now um, a little story about a recent experience I had with debt and needing to change my thinking around it and kind of walk you all through that process in case it's helpful for you, um, in case you're in a situation where you've got some credit card debt or maybe an auto loan debt and it's making you feel bad, it's making you feel stuck, you're having trouble paying it off, um, but you also want to be taking your finances to the next level. You want to be investing or you want to be starting a business and you're feeling overwhelmed and not sure how to do that because you've got this debt hanging over you. Um, so again, it goes back to like thinking about what is good debt, what is bad debt, and then knowing you can pay, you can pay off your debt at the same time you're investing. Um, I do not believe that anybody should have to wait to invest because they have some debt. Um, I mean, of course it depends the amount, like if we're talking extremely significant amount of of debt and not being able to pay your basic living expenses because of that, that's kind of an exception. Um, that's a case where you want to maybe really get some support and have um, some guidance on on a debt payoff plan. I'll put in the links below um, some resources that can be helpful for that. But if it's not such an extreme situation, you can do both. And we help our students all the time learn how to really narrow down and plan their financial goals so and, and build out a system to implement them so that they can at the same time be paying off their debt every month, but also be investing so they don't miss out on that time in the market. Okay, so on to my story now. Um, so this is a story about how we recently bought a, our next home. Um, we wanted to to buy a larger home and for several reasons. I talked about it on a recent episode, um, but basically, you know, our, our daughter is now two. Um, she is like obsessed with dogs. She really, really loves dogs. So we, we, we really want to get her a dog in our current place. Um, doesn't have a backyard and is, is getting a bit small for us. You know, we've got her toys all over the the living room, which is like the main um, room in the house. The first thing you see when you walk in and just little things, you know, we want to be expanding our family. We don't really have room to do that right now. Um, I am dying to have an office or a room I can work that has a window. I've been working in a room that has no windows and no light. And um, I, I'm just dying to have some, some light, you know. So we are at a point um, where we wanted to buy a bigger house. And we've gone through um, about a year of all the mindset work to do it because we were really, really scared about going into debt and having a higher mortgage payment than what we currently have. And, you know, going into more debt, having a bigger mortgage loan for a bigger house. And so for a really, really long time, um, I couldn't even 
consider or really think about getting a larger home and taking out a bigger mortgage because it terrified me. And I, you know, we have, we grow up with this story and are told a lot in society that debt is a bad thing and that, um, you know, it, 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 it's like shameful and, um, all of that. And so I, I was working through that because, um, you know, these, these condition, these forms of conditioning we have from society, things we grow up hearing, um, from our, from our family members, from our friends, from our communities, they get really imprinted on us subconsciously. And that was really controlling my thoughts about this thing. You know, we desired this bigger house. We desired to expand as a family. Um, we desired kind of our next stage, but the debt was completely holding us back. The fear around um, going into more debt, you know, what would happen to if for some reason we couldn't sell our current home and then we had two mortgages, right? Just like a lot of, um, a lot of fear and, when you get in that place, it can it can sometimes start to become irrational and so overwhelming. I know for so long, uh, I couldn't even think clearly about it for months and months because I just my brain just went to total fear mode and and the guilt and the shame about the potential debt. And so um, I had to go through a process for many months to navigate that and um, eventually like actually look at the numbers and figure out how much the loan would be for, start talking to mortgage lenders, right? Um, start to compare the numbers to our, our current mortgage and really like look look in realistically what what would it mean to have this this larger debt. And you know, still, despite that, I, I personally felt so stuck still because I just, the fear of having more debt just again was so overwhelming. And I had to eventually realize that debt is a tool. It can allow us to have a better life. And when I finally got clear on the numbers and we found a place after looking for, for many, many months, we found a place that we absolutely loved that had everything we wanted. Um, looking at the numbers very closely, finding out exactly what the mortgage payment would be, finding out exactly how much higher it would be and what we would get for that difference. And it turned out um, for not that much more, you know, it's definitely a higher mortgage payment. Um, it, it's definitely more debt but it's not as big of a gap as I was expecting in my head or, or having fear about. It was something that, you know, would, would be somewhat manageable for us. We were going to get so much more for that little increase in debt. So we were going to go from having no backyard, very little space, um, no office, right? Um, lots, lots and lots of things, not, not really space for any guests, not space to have another kid and have a family, um, not being in a community we wanted to be in, right? Not all of these things. We were, we were going to get all that just for this small increase in debt through a higher mortgage payment. And I had to realize that this was actually a resource to be able to take out this higher debt because our quality of life is going to dramatically change. We're going to have a backyard. We're going to have a porch where we can entertain and have our family over and have meals outside and grill. Um, we're going to have, you know, more space to hang out as a family 
that is in a nice environment and not necessarily have to be the same place where all of our daughter's toys are, are scattered across the room, right? We're going to be able to dream about having a bigger family because we'll, we'll have space for it. Um, we're going to be able to have a working environment that makes us feel creative and that has light in it so that we can feel more inspired and, and inspire this community more. And so ultimately, um, again, I had to realize that debt here turned out to be a tool that could allow us to have a better life. And there, this is a very different way of thinking than what a lot of people say about debt. But there is a saying out there, I learned this from Harriet Jackson, Jackson, and she talks about how there are two forms of currency or resources in this world. It's cash and credit. Um, cash and credit are in some ways of equal value. They're, they're different forms of money and resources. And sometimes when used smartly, right, in a good form of debt, that's going to be an asset, right, because this house is also going to grow in value and allow us to, if we ever need to sell it, you know, increase um, our wealth, you know, because it's, it's a, a bigger house that will sell for more, right? So it's this, this debt we're going to is a form of good debt because it's real estate and it's in a, we're picking a smart area that's going to be going increase in value, right? There's a new, um, some new technology centers nearby. So, it's very likely that this area is going to go up significantly in price to buy property there, right? So using using this mortgage loan, using this credit, this form of good debt is giving us all of those things that we didn't have the cash for to pay 100% in cash. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is why I want to explain how debt can be sometimes a good thing and can help you build wealth and help you get to the next level. And sometimes you have to rethink your relationship with debt and not let it be an excuse that holds you back from building wealth. Um, and instead be something that you learn how to leverage and, and take action so that you don't stay stuck. Because we could have easily just stayed in the mindset of that's scary to have more debt and, you know, have all this fear around it and just think, oh, debt is always a bad thing. And use that as an excuse to not buy a bigger property, to not go be in an environment that's better for our family, that helps us go to the next level, right? So we had to really rethink that so we didn't stay stuck. And this is really what I want to encourage, you know, all of you to think about too in your life. Can is there a way that sometimes debt can be a tool to leverage that's going to help you get to the next level when you don't have the cash to do it? And how that may not necessarily be a bad thing if it's for assets, if it's for good forms of debt. For example, I have done this um, also with getting coaching support. You know, I, I work with several coaches and um, I recently reinvested to continue working with one of my coaches for another two years. And she's very, very good. And so she's very, very expensive. And no, we did not have the cash to pay all up front. But we have a business credit card that has 0% interest for the next year. So we can leverage that as a tool to continue investing with her and investing in ourselves and not have to pay any interest, right? So it's basically like a free loan when you have something like that that's free interest. So just think about what resources are available to you, what opportunities like that. You know, you may have 
um, a family member who really loves and supports you and is willing to give you a loan without interest to allow you to have an opportunity and just be creative and see what is available out there for you so that you don't have to stay stuck and let debt be something that holds you back and be an excuse because there are so many stories that we have and that I certainly was experiencing with this story and example about buying a larger house. Um, There's so many stories that going into debt is a bad thing, that we should feel ashamed, uh, that we should not do it, right? All of that came up for me and, and it comes up, I know, for so many of you when you think about going to your next level, when you think about investing, when you think about starting a business, right? And so you don't want to let those stories keep you stuck and hold you back. And you have to learn um, that there are other ways of of thinking and changing your relationship with debt that are along the lines of how wealthy people think about and relate to debt. And so that's ultimately what my experience was with this story at the house was um, I learned that this form of debt through this mortgage loan is just another tool in the toolbox that we can use and we can leverage in our financial planning to have a better life that we want and to be building wealth over time as well. Because as we pay off that mortgage over time, and as time goes on, the value of the house is also going to go up. And one day we'll sell it and we will make all that money back and more. So it's an investment, right? And um, ultimately, I had to decide to take action and not let the debt be the excuse to not build the life that we want. So this is so, so important to think about because it's very empowering when you start to change your relationship with debt and start thinking about what is good debt versus bad debt. Um, what's going to help me get to the next level? What resources do I have available? What can I leverage to get where I want to go? This is how you can be developing a very strategic financial plan that can allow you to make good decisions that are investments, um, that are using tools And that can be reasonable risks in order to, you know, go outside your comfort zone and have the opportunity to have more. So I want to talk now about three kind of takeaways from this story um, and to think about when it comes to not letting debt be an excuse that holds you back with your finances. So the first one is thinking about how it's not your fault if you have debt. There's no need for you to feel shame or guilty, although I or guilt, though I understand if you do, it's completely valid and understandable. Um, I know in periods where I've had some maybe bad debt, uh, maybe some credit card debt I wish I didn't have, it has, you know, particularly when we were struggling a lot financially and we didn't have a lot of options, it made me feel so ashamed. But it's not your fault, right? Like, we don't learn this in school. We don't learn in society how to understand the difference between good and bad debt. We don't really, we're not really taught how to um, manage credit cards responsibly. This is something that, you know, you just have to learn over time and it's not your fault that you didn't learn it before. So don't be so hard on yourself. Um, Again, wealthy people leverage debt all the time and they don't feel shame about it, right? It's about learning how to use that debt in a smart way going forward um, while you pay off prior debt you have, but still take steps to actually be building wealth and and not letting yourself just stay stuck in the paying off debt mode, which is not going to actually help you build wealth, 
right? Um, so thinking about the good debt, the assets, the real, the real estate, the investments in the stock market and your knowledge and your education in the business and, um, and thinking about how you can start to tap more into those forms of debt instead of debts that take money away from you going forward, right? That are liabilities. The second thing I want you to think about when it comes to not letting debt be an excuse to hold you back, holds you back is learning strategies to actually um, pay off debt is part of financial planning. And that can, and when you start financial planning and learning more about finances and money, you're going to pay off your debt faster because you're going to have more skills on how to do that, more strategies, more awareness of how you can be um, paying off your debt and understanding your relationship with money. So don't let your debt also be a reason to hold off on learning more about money and getting started with financial planning. There's no reason that you should have to wait to learn more about finances and get the support that you need because you have debt. It's just going to help you pay off your debt faster when you get that support, right? Um, and then once you pay off your debt, you can actually apply the same skill set and strategies that you're learning to invest more. because when you um, are paying off your debt every month, that's money going, you know, to your debt, but you can just, when the debt's paid off, just shift it over to your investments, the same amount of money. And then you go from being a debt payer offer, right? Not building wealth to putting that money instead towards something that's going to help you build wealth. So that is a, a big shift to make. And that's something that you don't want to wait until your debt is paid off to learn. You can start those habits and start learning that while you're in the process of paying off your debt. That's what I was talking about earlier with at the same time paying off your debt and investing. Um, and that's something that we teach our students at Immigrant Finance School. And just think about it too, you know, um, if if things are really bad, if you have a lot of debt, if you're really struggling to pay it off, right, at some point you have nothing to lose, right? Learning more about finances and starting a financial plan and getting help, you know, in doing that is is most likely going to make things better than what they are now. And if things are really bad, you have nothing to lose. So why not get access to the information and education and support that's going to help you be better going forward and know better, um, right? So that you can get out of that situation and that cycle of debt you're in and learn some new strategies, learn a new relationship with money so that you can start climbing your way out of that. The third thing to do to emphasize is again, that you can do both. You can pay off your debt and be investing. I bet wealthy people do this all the time. Wealthy people work on their finances despite all the time. So why can't you? Why can't immigrants and their families also do that if you see wealthy people doing that? And if anything, you should not wait to start investing until you've paid off your debt because you're just going to lose time in the market. And that's losing an opportunity to start growing your money and building wealth. Um, so I hope, I hope this was helpful. These were three things that you can do to start um, moving forward and not having debt be something that holds you back. That's an excuse when it comes to your money and finances. And just to sum up, it really comes down to recognizing that one, it's not your fault, that you don't need to feel so guilty. If you have debt, you can just 
take steps to change it going forward and learn more about good debt and assets. Second is to learn strat- learn strategies to um, pay off debt as part of financial planning and not not to wait to to uh, get started with financial planning and learning more about money because it's just going to help you pay off your debt faster. And then third is that you can do both. You can pay off your debt and start investing in building wealth at the same time. Again, I hope this was helpful for you. If you have any questions, please reach out. You can message us on Instagram at immigrant.finance or email at hello at immigrantfinance.com. And this is a great example of the type of coaching that we teach in immigrant finance school. That is our building wealth group coaching and online course program for immigrants and their families, where we help people make the shift from surviving to thriving. So from the being stuck with debt and paying off debt and not knowing how to get out of that cycle to shifting over to investing and starting businesses, increasing income, buying property, and doing the things that are going to help you thrive and build generational wealth. Uh, We would love to help support you as well. So you can go ahead and apply at immigrantfinanceschool.com. Thank you so much and take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.